you just hit on something. It's fear. Mm. A lot of times fear is what keeps you from moving forward. So if you're in the music industry, you know, a lot of times when you're doing something aspirational, that that's when you start hearing that voice that tells you, you know, are you really good enough? Are you, <laughs> should you go to that audition? You know, uh, I don't know. What, what's the point? There's, they're going to talk, they're going to hear from hundreds of singers. Why should you go to that audition? You really have to be mindful that anytime you're moving towards something that's worthwhile and aligns with your purpose, you're going to start hearing that voice and you can't let fear stop. Here's the thing, right? And this is good for performers, musicians. It is okay to be afraid. <laughs> yeah. That is, but it's not okay to allow the fear to stop you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Singing Simply, where from tips, tricks, and interviews like these, we aim to simplify everything related to singing. So for today, uh, I've got the amazing Eric Twiggs on the show. Thank you for coming on, Eric. Hey, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. <laughs> so um, before we jump in, so for those um, of us in the Singing Simply community who, who have yet to hear from you, Eric, could you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am known as your procrastination prevention partner. <laughs> so I'm also the, uh, the author of The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. So I help entrepreneurs and executive leaders to beat procrastination so they can make more money, get more done, and feel more confident. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Now, um let's talk a bit about procrastination since I think that is such a big, big part of the work you do. There's so many kind of areas in personal development, right? From kind of building, building the right kind of mindset habits, learning how to communicate. How did you kind of choose to tackle this? Was there some kind of story behind this? Oh, absolutely. So really the whole thing started for me back when I was in college, it was my senior year. Uh, I was at Hampton university in the States in the United States. And I was having a con I talk about this in the book. I was having a conversation with my good friend Donnell. Now I have to admit, at the time, so he he was into his purpose and I was into the party. Right. So, <laughs> so he was always getting on me, like, hey Eric, man, you need to get serious, you need to focus, you need to figure out what you want to do with your life. And I'm like, Donnell, man, loosen up. We have plenty of time for all that stuff. Are you coming to the party with me or not? <laughs> so Several weeks go by. I didn't get a chance to, to talk. I hadn't talked to him in a while. But then I get a phone call from his mother informing me of the fact that he was killed in a car accident. Oh, oh no. Yeah. That sent me the message that maybe I don't have as much time as I think. Okay. Yep. And yeah. That, that was a game changer for me. And, and ever since, I've been really thinking about time and making sure I make the most of the precious time that I have. And that's really how, that that's probably the primary reason that you and I are talking right now because of that <laughs> one incident. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think these kind of reality checks often just get us thinking, wow, we, we don't really have as much time. Now, I think when I was younger, I'd always think, oh, uh, like, like back then when I was like 12 years old, I've got so much time. You don't really think about things like this, right? But as I'm right. getting older now, you start to realize, yes, I'm still in good condition. I'm healthy, but 
who knows how long this health would last. So I need to make the most of my time now um, and beat procrastination. So um, maybe a bit from your perspective, like as a uh, procrastination, procrastination prevention partner, um, what, what do you think causes procrastination? Well, there's a lot of causes. It could be something as simple as what we call task aversion, right? Mm-hmm. We, you just don't like doing the task. It's just mm-hmm. not something you, you really want to do. And the, the challenge is it, it could be something that's necessary to your success. It, it needs to be done. But, but here, here's something I wish I would have known like early in my career. Just because something has to be done, it doesn't mean that you have to do it. So yeah, yeah the question is, is there a way to outsource it so that mm-hmm. you can go on to focus on the tasks that really align with your goals? So I mean, for example, you know, like I, the, one of the best decisions I've ever made was hiring a virtual assistant. Yeah, I've heard a lot about them. Yeah, so she schedules things for me. She does a lot of those those little details that I don't like to do, but but are necessary. And you know, she updates my calendar. So so that that's the key thing. So one of the big reasons that people procrastinate is because they just don't enjoy doing the task. But there are other reasons. But that's a that's a primary reason. Mm-hmm. Well, what would be some of those other reasons, like uh, apart from like not enjoying the task? Is there any so, anything else that our audience should be mindful of? So sure. So, so one of the most common reasons is perfectionism, mm. right? So you feel like, and you know, I, I just have to have all the information before I can move forward. Mm. I, I do like so. Like I talk to people all the time. Yeah, Erica, I'm writing a book, and I'm like, okay, great. Have you got to start? No, I'm doing research. And then, you know, I talked to them six months later, they're still doing research. <laughs> but there's a point, and I can say this because I, I can be a perfectionist. But the key thing when, you, when we're talking about overcoming perfectionism is that you can't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. Mm-hmm. That is so important. And the key is you have to focus on the next step. You're not always going to have 100% of everything figured out. You have to say, okay, what is the next step? Mm. So perfectionism, that, that's another big thing that causes people to procrastinate. A hundred percent. And I, I kind of, um, this is kind of my thought process as well. I think sometimes that fear, uh, uh, that kind of obsession with perfection, a lot of times is almost a, the opposite of fear of judgment. Because I think, I, I think for me personally, when I started posting content on my Instagram, posting content on YouTube, even on, uh, on um, Spotify, one thing that kind of really stopped me from doing the things I needed to do as much as I loved it was I didn't want people to listen to it and go, ah, oh, I don't think that's right. Ah, oh, I don't think that's um, uh, the, the right way to say things. And I think that kind of fear of judgment really did set me back. And it really did. I did have to take that step. I need to focus on just getting that next step in progress over perfection. So um, I absolutely love that. Now I, I wanted to dive maybe a tiny bit more specific. So um, as a kind of procrastination prevention partner. So uh, when you're working from with clients of your own, uh, like I'm sure you kind of have to adapt, say your strategies to them. So say for example, a lot of my listeners are actually in the music industry. They're singers, songwriters, uh, producers as well. Is, is there any kind of examples or like strategies you would give to them? Well, I, I would think just the key, is, it's really all about awareness, awareness. to figure out what is it that triggers you to procrastinate? So you just hit on something. It's fear. Mm. A lot of times fear is what keeps you from moving forward. So if you're in the music industry, 
you know, a lot of times when you're doing something aspirational, that that's when you start hearing that voice that tells you, you know, are you really good enough? Are you, <laughs> should you go to that audition? You know, uh, I don't know. What, what's the point? There's, they're going to talk, they're going to hear from hundreds of singers. Why should you go to that audition? You really have to be mindful that anytime you're moving towards something that's worthwhile and aligned with your purpose, you're going to start hearing that voice and you can't let fear stop. Here's the thing, right? And this is good for performers, musicians. It is okay to be afraid. <laughs> yeah. That is, but it's not okay to allow the fear to stop you. Mm. Mm. That, that, that's the key. You, you have to almost, you, I've gotten to a point where fear is just confirmation that what I'm about to do is important. So that, when I start feeling that, I'm like, okay, this, I definitely need to go out in front of this audience because this is vital to my success. So, so that would be my suggestion to the singers out there that deal with stage fright or nerves or what if this, or what if that, the, the question the real, to really ask you know how when you're afraid, you ask, well, what if? So what, what if, if yeah. I what if I'm going out to sing and I hit the wrong note? Right. Or what if I'm just the question is, what if you don't do it? That's mm. the real question. Mm. What if you don't take that engagement? What if you don't go to that audition? You'll end up with regret. Hey everyone, if you're looking for a Christmas gift this year for a friend or family or even yourself, why not give them a singing lesson over Skype or Zoom? So these sessions are really, really fun and a great way to start off the year whilst being COVID safe. Now, to get them started, I'm doing free 20-minute trial lessons at the moment. To reserve your time, all you need to do, DM me on Instagram at singwithivan, so that's singwithivan, or you can just email me at singingsimply.com with me at gmail.com. So that's singing simply with me at gmail.com. Now, if they're ready to jump into a full session, just head right over to singingsimply.com slash book and reserve a session for them today. Mm, mm. Exactly. And I think, I think sometimes we don't even have the choice, right? We, our time is limited. You have to be very careful about what you're spending your time doing, right? Because if you're just doing all these things, like not to say much like safe, we like partying all the time. Is that really going to add to your life? Like what's going to happen, say five years from now? What, what are you going to really think? Now, I, I wanted to quickly ask. So do you think kind of procrastination is something that is embedded in human nature? So something that we, we just inherently want to do, or is it something that's more kind of relevant for today? Well, I, I think, so I, I saw a study with the University of Calgary that said that 95% of the population has some type of an issue with procrastination. Oh. Now, now, I believe that the other 5%, they just haven't gotten around to completing the survey. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but no, it, it's a common thing, um, this, this, this whole thing of procrastination. But mm. it's just a matter of, again, becoming aware of the things that trigger you. You know, mm -hmm. do you find that you're, you're always procrastinating when it comes to that big engagement? Are you always procrastinating right before you're about to perform? Are you always procrastinating when it's time to do that task you don't like? So it's really, it's, it's about just being aware. Right, right. So, so once you kind of build that awareness, what's some maybe little tricks? So for example, um, say if a singer knows she has to 
get on stage, she has to go perform in front of someone, like say like an open mic, but then she's probably maybe the fear of judgment. She's holding herself back. What's something she can tangibly go and do to get up on stage and just complete that performance? So here's the thing. You have to focus more on the process than you do the outcome, right? Mm. So to really get, and and this may involve a vocal coach Mm. or, you know, some other type of coach, but get it. So, so like for my world in speaking, we would say that, okay, if, if it's a seven minute speech, you would have to practice for seven hours, one hour for every minute. Mm. So if I had a seven minute presentation I was doing, you know, I, that's seven hours. So, so I would focus on, and, and I used to uh, compete in speech contests. I would focus on, did I get my seven hours in? Right, and did I right. practice the right way? And so for the singer, same thing. Did I practice the right way? Did I practice the right amount of times? And then once you know you can answer yes, that should help with, you know, some of that anxiety. You know, I, I always say the more you're prepared, the less you have to fear. Mm. So just really that that would be my advice. Focus more on the process mm. than you do the outcome. I, I really agree because I think for a lot of people, they put this pressure on going zero to a hundred. For example, yeah. like, like they compare themselves, like the Adele of the industry, Beyonce. But then a lot of times, like they don't realize that the work and preparation that these artists have done to kind of be go through all of that, right? It's, it's just something you have to go through. Um, I wanted to, I'm, I'm not sure if this is um, something you've heard about before, but for, for example, like anxiety before a stage, uh, one kind of tip I've heard about is relabeling that emotion. So for example, right, um, apparently with the body, the sensations of being excited, compared to the uh, sensations of being nervous, they're actually the same. And all, the thing that makes a big difference and that gets us so stuck is that mental label. Is this, is this something that you find true? Oh, sure. It's, it's all about what you say when you talk to yourself. Mm. And, and that does help to say, you know, to convert it from, I feel nervous to, I feel excited. Because mm. if you're telling yourself constantly, man, I'm, I'm nervous. Or I, but if you say, hey, I, I'm excited, then yeah, that, that does help. So th- cool. that's a common thing, but no, that, that does work. And I would recommend that. Right. Right. So, uh, so it's kind of two strategies we've kind of covered so far is you need to obviously put in the work, put in the prep, trust the process. Right. And then when you're actually right before performance, really kind of tackling that mind game, really making sure that you're tackling things properly um, is very important. Now um, I wanted to quickly follow up on um, that idea before. So uh, I'm sure you've heard recently, a lot of our technologies a lot of the kind of pleasures in life are really kind of relying on those quick kind of dopamine hits. Do you, yes. do you, are you finding that's kind of affecting our, cause I think motivation is a big part of doing, um, doing things right. So is it affecting our motivations to kind of doing these kind of tasks? Is, is that part of the game? Yeah. So, so what happens is, especially if it's something where you feel anxiety about, right. So, so let's take, hmm. you know, I've got to get ready for this performance. So uh, I'm, I'm feeling anxiety. I'm feeling anxious about this performance. This could mean a lot. I could get discovered. I could be famous. So you, you start feeling anxiety and you're looking for that release. And a lot of times you get that release through like the dopamine hit from, you know, check, you check your email, you, you check your, your social media, you, you check to see if you've got a text message that give, that gives you that temporary relief. And, and it gives you that dopamine hit to kind of take you away from, you know, the anxiety that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. 
So I do think, and, and the pro, the challenge is there's more, there's so many distractions right now yeah. with, I mean, you know, with, so like the smartphone, let, let's take that for example, right? They did a study uh, of these uh, high school and college students and 88% of them reported that they could feel their phone vibrating when it was powered off. Crazy, what? Yeah, they, they call it, it's a serious thing. It's called the phantom notification syndrome. Uh, oh, no, People are terrible. so used to their phone, they literally can feel it. They, they start reaching for it and it's, it's in the powered off position. So your phone is so distracting, it distracts you even when it's not on. What? Okay, that's insane. And I mean, like, um, have you have you watched The Social Dilemma? On No, I, I haven't seen that, but. Right. So it's, it's actually a documentary um, that's going viral on um, Netflix. And it just really talks about the dilemma we've created ourselves, right? We've got these amazing technologies for connecting Facebook uh-huh. and all that, right? But there's this kind of dark side that a lot of people aren't really um, as familiar with. For example, say on Facebook, when you swipe down and that is a trigger to renew your Facebook feed. Yes. Apparently that, that whole system, the idea came from slot machines. Mm-hmm. So every yes. time some people, uh, someone would kind of press the trigger on the slot machine, that would give them a new kind of release of dopamine hit. So right, right. I think, I think part of, I think the big part of today already is the more you can become aware of these triggers, whether it be procrastination or kind of relying on these dopamine, dopamine hits, the more we get uh, aware of that, the more we can start to kind of build strategies around that. Um, yep. Yeah. So one of the things I, I teach people on that is to just, you know, those notifications, the alerts, mm-hmm. and I, I teach people just to turn that off. Yeah. Because, that, because th- those are distractions. So you know how you can get a notification when you get an email, when you get a text message, when you get a social media update, turn those notifications off. So that, and that'll help you to avoid the distractions and the temptations. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, I mean, that, that's very true. Mm, exactly. And I wanted to quickly ask, so like one thing I, uh, I've come across as, as like when I was in my college, uh, college years was there are certain people who kind of classify themselves as like a night owl. Some people, mm-hmm. they classify themselves as a morning person. And often I hear that with a lot of people who are night owls, they'd often procrastinate and push all their work to the nighttime because they're like, that's my identity. Is there any kind of truth to that? Oh, absolutely. So mm-hmm. there's some, it's called your circadian rhythm, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, so you, we have peaks of energy during, certain times of day. So the key is to schedule your high priority activities during those times of day when you have the most energy. Right. Does that differ depending on the person? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. If so some people are just like, I'm a morning person. So for me, right. uh, yeah, I'm four o'clock in the morning. I'm up, I'm doing my thing. I, I can get so much done early. So the chat for me, I would try to write like, a blog post or a newsletter article, I would try to write in the evening and, and just, I would really have a hard time because I'm, that's not when my energy's high. So I had to realize that my, the best time for me to do something like that is in the morning because mm-hmm. I'm a morning person. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, that's very true. That, that's something to be aware of and schedule your time accordingly. Yeah. And, and almost like matching it to your energy and your creativity. Um, like for, for example, one thing I do is I, I schedule of the admin task to do it at the end of the day when like, I'm not, I don't have to think so much about it. Um, right. Right. So now maybe just to kind of follow on that, on that. So um, are there any kind of common myths about 
procrastination, like things that the general order, like the general public is thinking, but might not necessarily be true. Yeah. So, so the first thing is that like procrastination is a part of someone's identity. Right? Mm. So I, I talk to people all the time. Oh, Eric, I, I'm such a procrastinator. I am always like, I am, I am, I am. So it's like loud and proud. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing is, is it's, it's a flexible behavior. Right. Mm. It, it's not a part of your and you have to be very careful with because whatever you say is your identity, you, you, you literally you'll tend to act out in accordance to whoever you believe you are. So if mm. you always tell yourself that you're a procrastinator. Guess what? You're going to keep procrastinating. So, mm. so the best thing is to say, yes, I procrastinated, but I don't have to do that today. I mean, mm. I procrastinated yesterday, but yesterday ended last night. Mm. Mm. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying this episode, make sure to subscribe, share with one of your friends, and rate this podcast. This would really help grow our community so we can make learning to sing simple for everyone. Mm, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, now, what, say if you're... Because uh, I kind of want to get dive deeper into uh, your, your kind of work, right? So say if you were coaching a, say, like a singer... Uh, he was mm-hmm. struggling to kind of actually put in the time for their career. What's this kind of like step-by-step process? Is there like a framework that you follow or is it really dependent on that person? How would you kind of help them with actually doing the things that matter in their life? Well, so it does de- depend on the person. Like I don't have like a, a cookie cutter type of thing. Hmm. Um, it really depends on that. Like I, I, the framework I have is based off of the book. I've got a model mm-hmm. that I've built. It's called the procrastination prevention pyramid. Mm. So I have a general framework, but I, but I, I do look at the person. And so a, a lot of times it's just like, like the common thing I hear is, Oh, I just, I don't have time. Mm. But when, mm. when we really break down the schedule, they just aren't making the right priorities. Mm. So something as simple as just making an appointment with yourself. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's a huge thing. So if you say, you know what, I'm going to practice my singing this week. What happens is Friday at five o'clock comes and you haven't practiced anything. Uh, but, if, <laughs> but if you say, you know what, I'm going to practice on Tuesday at one o'clock and Wednesday at three o'clock. Mm-hmm. And you make an appointment with yourself, just something that simple would make it more likely that, that you get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I like that because I actually... I think one thing that's helped me a lot with my personal career is using Google Calendar because I think, I think as humans, sometimes we overestimate the time we have. So we start jamming all these things into our day until we uh, we realize, oh, I can't do half of them. Um, So I love, I love this idea of kind of booking an appointment with yourself and even potentially kind of scheduling kind of rough, a rough idea of what you're going to do throughout the day. Because all of a sudden when it comes to 2 p.m., you don't have five things going on at once. You know exactly what you need to do that. Um, so I really like that. I, I want to jump a bit more into your uh, your book, Eric. So um, you've written an amazing book, The Discipline Up Now. Yes. What what drew you to write this book? Well, so I I was drawn by my frustration. Frustration, yeah. <laughs> right, because no, no, it's because I was looking. You know, I read a lot, and mm. a lot of the time management procrastination books. It was all the same stuff. It was, oh, you've got to get up early. You've got to be an early bird. Don't check your email before noon. It was all the same canned cookie starters. So I, I wanted stuff, something that was specific 
to the person. So no matter what, if you're a morning person, if you're a night owl, like we talked about earlier, you know, depending on your specific personality type. Uh, so I wanted to provide people with useful tools that they can use no matter where they are. Mm. And that's really what, and, and then I, I've read, I've, I've looked at procrastination books and read procrastination books that are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages long. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, if a person has a procrastination issue, they're not going <laughs> to read a 400 page book. They'll, they'll right. get around to it later, right? <laughs> yeah. They'd be lucky to read that first 10. <laughs> so mine's is a hundred page and, and it's interactive and it's got exercises for you to do. Nice, nice, nice. Amazing, amazing. Um, now, be honest, did, was there a moment when you were writing this book where you did procrastinate? Is there like some kind of story with it? Yeah, yeah. Tell, me, tell me a bit about that. <laughs> so I, I don't even, I, I feel bad at admitting this, right? <laughs> uh, so it took me six years to write a book about overcoming procrastination. You did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know why? Part of it, now, now, I think part of it worked out to be very well because there was a lot of information I collected over mm. during that time that I added mm. to the book. But mm. it went back to, some of it went back to the perfectionism piece. Right. Sometimes so I would get into this habit where I would try to write and edit at the same time. And that's definitely, you definitely want to just get your ideas out and then go back uh, and course correct. But no, definitely perfectionism, uh, again, is something I can be challenged with, but I've learned to overcome that. Right, right. And, and I think this applies to almost like any kind of discipline, any kind of career. For example, as um, a singer, a lot of times when you're writing a song, you, you shouldn't really be focusing on perfecting that intro that you've got. You, you might, maybe a better idea is, is just get the general idea of the song out first, right? Intro, you've got your, chor- uh, your choruses, you've got your bridge, you've got your final kind of chorus. And then once you've got that, then you can start coming back reviewing, editing, because you're in a different mindset already. You've gone from creating to then reviewing. And I, I like that because if you're trying to do both things at, at one time, your brain can only do so, so much. Um, well, well, Eric, I mean, it, it's been amazing talking to you. There's so many actionable insights and actionable tips that we've shared. We always try to aim to leave one small actionable tip, especially for uh, people who are procrastinating. They're not likely to do 50 different things at the one go. Um, what's, if there was just one thing to take, what would be that one thing you would leave them with for today? So, so here's the one thing. I, I have something I call it the Twigs Top 5. Twigs right? Top 5. Mm-hmm. What you do is you just get you a three by five card. And th- this is a game-changing habit. And so let's say that the night before you're about to start your next day, you, you write down, what are the five critical things that I need to get done for the following day? Mm, mm, what, mm. What, are those, what are those five things that align with my purpose that, that are really going to move me forward? And so you write those down and then you get in the habit of every day making sure you get those five things done. I'm telling you, it, it it builds momentum. It'll build your confidence. You you know that you're doing the right things. So that if, if there was one idea, one tip, I would leave. That would be it. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And I think you're right. You build this in, build this in as a habit. Most importantly, because I I really believe that habits are the things that really change, um, change life. For example, in singing, I'll, you have to think of the skill of singing as just a bunch of different habits. 
a lot of times when people are straining, when they're pushing, it's because they've got some underlying habits that they haven't trained, retrained yet. So habits yes. are the key. So I love that. Um, now, thank you very, very, very much for your time, Eric. It's been amazing speaking with you. Before we end, what, where, where can our listeners find you? Or for example, um, go for your book. Okay, they can visit my website, thedisciplineofnow.com. And they can, uh, the book is available in ebook as a paperback and an audio format. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can go to the discipline They can also catch me on the What Now Movement Facebook page. It's a free Facebook page. As of today, we've got over 1,400 entrepreneurs, executive leaders, career professionals uh, in this group. It's very supportive and very encouraging. And we put every day, we've got content. Every day at 12 noon Eastern, there's some different type of motivational content, time management content, marketing content to really help you move forward. Amazing. Well, there you have it. Um, Eric, procrastination prevention partner with amazing, dropping all these amazing kind of info bombs on us, which is amazing, amazing. Um, Thank you very, very much for being on the show. Hey, thank you for having me.